anointing in this place for these Levites both those who played instruments and those whose voices were instruments in whom you have trusted the anointing to bless us this day thank you for the move of God speak to us and speak through us in these moments we pray in your holy name amen I feel God's presence in this place I, I will give you a suitable warning and that is that if you don't feel his presence, you might want to check your pulse. Jesus. From the book of First Chronicles chapter 16, I'm only going to take a few moments. I, First Chronicles chapter 16, beginning at verse 4, and then I'm going to skip down to verse uh, 7. But verse 4 says, he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to profess God's name and to thank and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 7, then on that day, David first entrusted Asaph and his relatives to give thanks to the Lord as their chief task. Verse eight, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make his deeds known among the people. Before you take your seat, look at somebody, tell them, don't stop the music. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you're a Levite or if you're any person in this congregation, you should be able to look at someone now and tell them, I was created to make his name glorious. No, no, you didn't, you didn't say it. Maybe, maybe you ought to look up at him and say, Lord, thank you for creating me to make your name glorious. Okay, last time. Maybe I put it down where everybody can get it. Look, just look up to God and just say, God, I thank you. I know I'm a replacement. But I'll do my best to worship you and to make your name glorious.
You know, there are a couple of angels in the Bible you hear about. The, Michael, you know about the, the warrior angel. Gabriel, you know about because he was the witnessing angel. But the devil, you seem not to know about. But he was the worshiping angel. He was in charge of the worship. Now, if you ever really want to give him a hissy fit, praise God. Because when he sees you, Dr. Frank Ray of Memphis, Tennessee says, when he sees you praising God, he gets jealous because he knows you're doing a job he used to have. Like, like Levites in the biblical passage before us in First Chronicles, we are to play and sing before the Lord. And the, the, the Levites were playing and singing before the Lord. They were blowing the trumpet before God. They, they were playing before the Lord. They were lifting up God's holy name. And each of us ought to find some capacity within ourselves to give God a praise. I'm not asking you to participate in the dance. I'm not even asking you to be the best singer. That may not be your gifting. But all of us ought to be able to say thank you. There's something about us that ought to make us want to praise God. Asaph was there. And he and his family had been entrusted with marching the tabernacle, bringing it up and bringing this Ark of the Covenant to this place. As it was set in position, the first thing David did was to say, this job that you did temporarily becomes your permanent occupation. Or to tell you this, you will read in the Bible about Levites and priests. And you'll wonder to yourself, what does it mean if I'm a Levite or a priest? What is it? Well, let me help you here. All Levites are priests, but not all priests get to stand in the office of the Levite in lifting up worship. The priests had one set of duties in offering sacrifice and in taking care of the temple. And the Levites had another set of duties in leading the worship and praise. 
And Asaph was told, God wants to use you. It's interesting because his name Asaph means gatherer of people. Gatherer of people. Now you have to know this is not a commonly used name in the Bible. It's a rare name, but it indicated prophetically that he would be a welcoming soul inspired to be a biblical musical leader. It would be his job to call people into worship. Yes, because of who he is. When you read some of the Psalms, some of them are directly attributed to him. I know you commonly think that David wrote every Psalm, but that's a misnomer. Psalm 50, Psalm 73 through 83 were all written by Asaph. Asaph, this appointed leader that David puts into place of worship, he has a gifting. And on this day, what you see is that God wants to use him. And God has entrusted a word into the spirit of David to set aside people whose personal preoccupation would be in the prophetic praise of our God. Let me work with it a little more. By the time you get to 1 Chronicles 25, verse 1 and 2, it says, Moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Hermon, and of Judah, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. They were called not only to play, but to play under the anointing. They were called not only to sing, but to sing under the anointing. Uh, let me help someone here. I know the common misconception elevates those who can play instruments above those who sing vocally, but both are important in kingdom work. So that when they set aside musicians, they set aside those who could vocally praise God alongside of those who could praise God on instruments. Now, there are some people who are gifted to do both, but most do either or. Either they play real well or sing real well. There's not a whole lot that do both. But I can tell you this much, both are important in the kingdom. I, I've, got to, I've got to hurry. Don't want to keep you too long, so let me see if I can break this down in three short chunks. Number one, you have to know that they were set there to do what? Number one, to glorify God in the presence of his people. Let me do it again. Number one, they were there to glorify God in the presence of his people. How do you know that, Reverend? Well, because the verses starting at verse 8 to almost the end of this chapter are the verses of the dedication hymn. 
that, the, that David handed over to Asaph in the presence of the people. The reason he does this publicly is because the people need to recognize that not only are the words and lyrics sanctioned by the king, but the words and lyrics have come in praise of God that all of them can say amen when we get to the end. It needed to be done in the presence of the people. Let me help you here because a part of any good worship leadership ought to be to lead you in the audience into the worship of our God and not just the witness of a performance. You want to see a good performance, go to a concert. But if you want to be in worship, you need to be in church where somebody has prayed before they started playing, where somebody has prayed before they started prophetically singing. Because in this setting, we're looking to invoke and invite the presence of God. Notice, if you will, that the psalmist says, verse 8, give thanks to the Lord. Uh, verse, verse 9, he says, sing a little while. Sing to him. Not just play to him. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders. Verse 10, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. We are to glorify God in the presence of his people. Now let me just say a word to somebody. I know for some of y'all it might get a little uncomfortable when you see folk go to shouting. It might get a little uncomfortable you see somebody tear up. I'm just looking down. I don't want anybody to think I'm looking at you. It might get a little uncomfortable. You see somebody wave their hand or, or they began to become emotive. But before you get uncomfortable, let me remind you of something. You don't know my journey. So you may not understand my praise. And as the song said, don't even try to figure it out. But I got one thing I want to tell you. Just one thing I need everybody. No, I didn't say everybody. I said everybody to know. By worship. I think somebody know what I'm talking about. It's for real. This ain't for you, you or you. This is between me and God and you just happen to be in the presence as I'm worshiping my God because my worship glorify God in the presence of the people. I've got to hurry. I've got to, I'm not going to be long. Number two, number two. Number two, like his name, he was to gather and pursue his presence passionately. The his being God's presence passionately. Let me, let me say this to you. 
I know some of you want to know the Lord deeper, but you don't want to put any time in. Um, I, I can't quote it directly, so Dawn, please forgive me. Dawn Steadley, the, the, the uh, coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball team, one of the baddest female coaches, bad, baddest coach, period, male or female. Uh, Dawn, Dawn said that um, you got a whole lot of players that have NBA aspirations, but a backyard work ethic. In other words, they're only willing to put in enough work to win in the backyard. But to win in the NBA and in the WNBA, you've got to put in extra work. You, you know one of the things they talk about Kobe Bryant most? Everybody talks about him. He's had one of the most phenomenal careers, died too soon. But one of the things they talk about him was the fact that if the arena, the game was supposed to start at 7 o'clock, six hours for game time, he was already putting up shots. Everybody else showing up two hours to get in the layup line. He's already practiced four hours before the game started because he's pursuing excellence passionately. If you really want God to be in your life and you want God to do something for you, you need to be able to say, I'm chasing after you because I don't know what am I, can, you don't hear me, because I need you more and more. God, I'm chasing after you. Lord, you said, seek my face. I said, thy face, Lord, will I seek. I'm going after you because I need something from you. Don't tell me you prayed, you prayed five minutes and got up. You said some words. When do you stay with it? And I ain't talking about hollering and screaming and laying on the floor. I'm talking about just closing your eyes and being in his presence. I'm talking about backing away from public conversation so you can have private time with the holy. Sometimes I, I need to have conversations on, on days when I'm meditating and uh, and the conversation, even though I love the person I'm talking to, because I must really love them because I'm talking at a time when I want to be meditating. So, so sometimes I have to say, you need to ask me what you call for, because it's not the time for old home week. I love you. But get off my phone, I got to preach in the morning. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you got to know that when you are wanting something from God, you've got to seek the Lord and his strength. And the text says, seek his face continually. The Amplified Version expounds on it and says, longing to be in his presence.
Okay, I'm going to close right here. My time is up. I know y'all thought it was going to be long. Watch this. Uh, hear the last point. You need to learn, number three, gratitude for his past presence and his promises. Okay. When you read the hymn, go back home and just read the hymn. Read the hymn. I, I, if you want, I can even tell you what psalms to look at to see it in the psalm because they're taken from the psalm so that you can go back and look at it. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Psalm 96, verses 1 through 13. Psalm 106, verse 34, 47 through 48. Never mind. Don't, just read. You'll get it. Listen, what you've got to realize is that there comes a time when you've got to have some gratitude for his past presence. Okay. Listen to what it says. Verse 12, this is the hymn. Remember with gratitude his marvelous deeds which he has done. His miracles and judgment from his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. I'm in verse 15. Be mindful of the covenant forever, the promises which he commanded and established to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, and the oath that he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it as a statue to Jacob and to Israel as an everlasting covenant. Wait a minute. He goes on through, by the time you get to verse 22, he lifts up the fact that God has given judgment against others. And then he has that famous verse that we like to quote. He says, and do not touch my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news. Let me give you an ABC underneath this real quick. I'm done. I really am. I'm sitting down already. Here it is. Just, just so you can keep it in a form you can hold on to. A, he reminds us that we need to have an awareness of the past. See, sometimes you forget how God kept you. See, the accident you almost got into ought to be celebrated as much as the accident you walked away from. The fact that you almost got shot has to be remembered. You've got to think about the, how you went in the hospital and came back out. Or the fact that you have been through enough that you really should have lost your mind. And you almost can't figure out how you are still clothed and in your right mind. But 
you look around and you say, it must have been God because it wasn't me. I feel like I've been in a surreal moment. I've been in a bubble because the old me would have fell apart, but for some reason I'm not falling apart. I want to fall apart, but I can't fall apart. Something keeps holding me up even though I want to give up. I can't because something keeps holding me up. Even though I want to throw in the towel, something keeps throwing it back into my hand. What God has already done. I think it's daddy people say when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed I got a testimony. You don't get a testimony unless you've been through a test. The only way you have something to tell is you've been through something. You've been through something. And, and somebody I'm talking to, you need to have an awareness of your past. Don't forget to remember where all your blessings come from. But, but the be underneath there, there's, there's an acknowledgement of the present. That is what God is doing for me right now. See, our ancestors used to sing it. This is why the song's important. They used to say, the Lord is blessing me right now. Lord, right now. He, they said, how do you know he blessed you? He woke me up this morning. And he started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now. need to acknowledge what he's doing right now. But then I need to have an acceptance. This is C of the promises. Because what he says to them is, you need to realize God has made promises that he's going to keep. I just need somebody who, who don't mind praising God who can look around and say, neighbor, God is going to finish everything he started. Hey! He's a promise keeper. Have I got a witness? He's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who you are. Waymaker. I gotta quit, y'all. Miracle worker. Hey, promise keeper. Hey, light in the darkness. My, 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 my God. My God. My God. My God. That is. Who you are? Prom 
my grandmama would put it like this. I've seen the lightning flash. And I've heard the thunder roar. I've felt sin breakers crashing. Trying to conquer my soul. But then I heard the voice of Savior telling me to fight on. Guess what, y'all? He promised. He promised. He promised. Never. 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 to leave me alone. Come on, give God a praise. Don't let the music stop. Come on, give God the glory if you will. I'm out of time. I'm not out of word. I extend an invitation today. Maybe there's someone here who realizes they need to be a partner with us in this ministry. If you're online, call or write me right now. You can get in touch with me right now. If you're in the sanctuary and you want to be a part of this fellowship, or if you want to give your life to Christ, I want to extend that invitation for you to come. This is the hour. This is the moment. This is the place. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Mm -hmm. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness my god that is who you are say it one more time Jim. Hey. we make a miracle worker promise keeper device that you're using pull your device out um, 
hold that in your hand. We're going to bless our gifts. The tithe belongs to the Lord. The end of the tithe is the beginning of the offering. I walk in obedience. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to walk in obedience, give your tithes, give your capital gifts, whatever God has laid on your heart. Get it ready. Father, I thank you for the tithes. I thank you for the offering. Thank you for blessing us with the ability to give. We're not just blessed because we give. We are blessed because you have already given to us that we're able to give. Cause us, Lord, to increase in every area of our life and that there be no lack in Jesus' name.